0: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week, I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Melissa Fitzsimmons about her wedding at the American Adventure Rotunda with a ceremony at the Wedding Pavilion. And I thought you guys would be interested to hear how Melissa did her event, especially the timing if you want to use the American Adventure Rotunda in the evening. It allows you to have an Illuminations cocktail hour, so I thought you'd love to hear all about how she did that. Welcome, Melissa.
0: Hi, Carrie. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm excited to share your story because I think it's going to be really helpful to people who are considering this location or they want to do some kind of combination of illuminations for a cocktail hour and then a wishes reception. So this is going to be really helpful.
0: I totally agree. And I'm so happy to help other, you know, Disney brides out there because at some points they need all the help they can get.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So how did you guys decide that you wanted to have a Disney Wishes wedding?
0: Well, I'm definitely going to give a shout out to my now husband for being so understanding with this obsession that I've had since I was a little girl. I am a Florida resident. I live in Sarasota, Florida, and my husband is also from Florida. So we were locals. It wasn't too far of a stretch for us to have something special out of the ordinary and on top of that I've been a Disney fan my whole life and really I I honestly remember just going by the monorail as so many other little girls do and just seeing that beautiful location and that beautiful wedding pavilion I I think I feel like I even remember the script that they would say because they would talk about the wedding pavilion on the monorail and I just remember every time just knowing like I'm gonna get married there and I'm gonna have my Disney wedding it's something that's always been in the back of my head. I really never thought that I would, I would meet a man like my husband who would help, you know, fulfill that dream, but he did. And I think that at the end of the day, he really loved it just as much as I did. So it really was a lifelong dream come true.
1: That's awesome. And what did he say when you broached the subject? Did he already know? Like, Had you mentioned it while you'd been dating or was it a big surprise
0: to him? Okay, so we had talked about an engagement. We didn't know when it was going to happen. He had kept that a secret from me, but he had hinted if Disney has a wedding list, if you need to prep that, we can do it and go ahead and get your process started, just in case. With you know, asking parents and asking permission, you know that it all falls into place because I really want to get what you want and. Really, after he gave me that permission, I—I and this is going to be a little bit of a confession, that I don't even think maybe ever anyone that really even came to our wedding knew is that I actually started planning the wedding before we were actually engaged, but it, it did help everything. We were able to get what we wanted, and I really love him for doing that. So we started planning way ahead of time. <laughs>
1: And I don't think that's anything to be embarrassed about. You would be surprised how many people, especially members of the various online communities for Disney Brides, are planning ahead. And I think many women plan before they're officially engaged just because, especially now, it can take a long time to plan a wedding.
0: So It can.
1: Nothing to be ashamed about.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it all worked out. It was all great.
1: (laughs) So how did you decide on your ceremony and reception venues? The wedding pavilion, I could tell that from your monorail experience, that was a given.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a given. But for the rest of the places, I I think we really wanted to take into account guest experience. That was the number one thing on our list that we really wanted to focus on for the wedding. And for me personally, I was really, since I'm such a Disney fanatic, I really wanted to give people a very special experience that's within Disney that didn't shout too much, like too over the top Disney. I think that when I saw pictures of the American Adventure Rotunda, that it was in the park, you know, it was just a place where I feel like Epcot is just a place that was very special for us, for my friends, for our family, that we felt it was just going to be the perfect fit to really put together everything that we wanted. We also really love to travel so it was really cool that we were able to have our wedding in the world showcase and, um, you know, that we we're really able to bring all these really cool parts of our lives that were really important to us without it just being, you know, a quote unquote Disney wedding. We, we kind of wanted to mesh other parts of our lives as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good point because not all of us who are fans of Disney are necessarily huge fans of like the characters or we enjoy that fairy tale aspect of it. But what's so great about Walt Disney World is there's so many different types of venues and Epcot has that wonderful Disney feel, but it's not like you say what you would think of with Mickey and characters and everything. It's a lot more upscale.
0: Exactly. Yep. Yep. It was upscale and it really just fit what we wanted. We couldn't have made a better choice. We fell in love with it right away. It's just so beautiful and regal looking. And we love the fact that it was in the park. You know, it just felt unique and special to us. So how
1: did your friends and family react when they found out that this is where your wedding was going to be?
0: nobody was shocked (laughs) I mean every, you know and we really I again I I think that American Adventure is a place that a lot of people who maybe aren't major Disney fans realize even exists can be transformed into what really Disney transforms it into so for us it was you know everyone knew we were getting married at at Disney we actually really never said like oh it's at the American Adventure Rotunda it was just no it's at Epcot so a lot of our guests I don't think they really knew what to expect as much which we thought was kind of cool, you know, because honestly, we really didn't even know what to expect. I mean, the only thing I've seen of the American Adventure Rotunda is when I go see Voices of Liberty or if I'm going to see, you know, the attraction. So you really just don't know how it's going to transform. Um, So that was pretty cool, too, is I really don't think any of our guests knew how much to expect.
1: Definitely. And then when you start off with your cocktail hour in front of Illuminations, talk about a way to wow them right out of the gate.
0: Oh, yeah. It was definitely our favorite part of the night. There's nothing like it. So, you know, anyone thinking about a dessert party, should I have my cocktail hour there? Is it worth it? There's just so many beautiful memories that are created. And so like it's just such a special thing to do for all your friends and family who are there for you as well. That that was something that was really really important to us as well
1: now you guys are fairly local living in florida how many guests did you invite and how many made the trip
0: yep so we um actually invited about 130 and we ended up with 116 so we had a really high acceptance rate which is great and that's good because
1: you have to have at least 80 people to have your reception in the american adventure rotunda so that's perfect
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah, and I really do feel like it was a it was a good number for us to be able to still feel like we got to spend time with everyone, and where that space, you know, didn't feel too large or too small. It really felt just perfect. Did you have a theme to your wedding? Kind of. I I don't think we went over the top with anything, if anything, or if there was like a kind of a subtle theme, we did have like we did lots of royal purple. So I think there was a little bit of a royal theme. My shoes and my invites were themed to Beauty and the Beast, um, but very subtle. So it was just like the outside of the invitation said, "Be our guest," and my shoes were not subtle <laughs> by any means, but they were they were Beauty and the Beast, and they were they were gorgeous. So if anything, it was Beauty and the Beast, but not in like the traditional sense. It was just very, very um, subtle incorporations.
1: So let's talk a little bit about that cocktail hour. What kinds of food did you offer? Because I know this can be really stressful when people are trying to pick and they see how expensive the appetizers can be and they don't know how many to provide so that they aren't stuffing their guests before they even get to dinner. What did you do for that?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. And also relates to the timing of everything. Because that wedding is so late, Your guests are really not getting to that cocktail hour till 8.30 at night. And we have an amazing group of friends and family that love to party. So our main goal at cocktail hour was to kind of get something in their stomach so that everyone could make it through the night. (laughs) Um, So we went with the wild mushroom truffle arancini fritters. So it's like a little bit of like a risotto fried ball. We did the lobster claw club sandwiches. And we also did the bacon and blue cheese, either either meatballs or like steak. And from everything that we heard, we it's so busy taking pictures and everything. We had a little bit at the tasting, they were incredible. They still tasted great the same day. Everyone raved about the food. And I really think it was great to go ahead and give our guests a nice base before they went in to kind of sit down for dinner because really dinner didn't get served till about 10,10,15, 10, which can be quite late for people.
1: Wow. Okay, let's talk about that. Can you give a timeline of how your day ran?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The actual ceremony started at 7 p.m. However, our shuttles actually started getting the guests from 6 p.m. So if you take into account when people are starting to get ready, getting ready, getting on the shuttle, getting over to the ceremony, it's quite a long time. You know, we definitely prepared everyone, have a later lunch. It's going to be a late night, you know, but it's going to be amazing. And I really don't think that we ran into any issues. It's just a matter of communicating to everyone beforehand. At 7 o'clock was a ceremony. And then at 8.30 to 9.30 was our cocktail hour with illuminations going off at 9 p.m. And then the wedding ceremony was from 9.30 to 30 a.m. And really everyone kind of got in about 9.45. And then dinner was served about 10, 10 15.
1: And you said you had a group who really liked to party. Did you have anybody who pooped out and got on the shuttle, you know, around midnight or anything?
0: Very, very few and like very few exceptions where they had a really early flight or anything like that. But we had a, I mean, we really kept it going. Everyone that wanted to enjoy it, a majority of people really did stay throughout the evening. But I really feel like it's its how like the pacing of the wedding goes to where if you keep things exciting and you have things going on that it just flies by.
1: What kinds of stuff did you have for entertainment at the reception?
0: We had the photo booth provided by Photo Mingle, which was a huge hit. And that was something that we really thought would be cool and help engage Everyone and I will. My husband. This was totally my husband's idea. It was one of the only things he said was, "I want a photo booth, Melissa." So you know, I, I decided I was like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let the hubs get get a little bit of what he wants here because he's been so great." <laughs> Definitely gonna give him the credit on that one. So We had the photo mingle booth, which everyone loved, and then we also had Mickey come, and it was really awesome how everything was staggered because people kind of came in. They had, you know, the speeches and the, and the dances kind of went off. They went to the photo booth. They had dinner. And then Mickey came out right at about 1130, which was perfect. And, you know, really got everyone going to be able to, like, dance the whole rest of the night away. And then the other thing that we had, which was really cool and kind of unique, we actually had these light-up wristbands So they're LED wristbands that actually sync to the music that our our Disney DJ, like, controlled. So if anyone's familiar or went to the Taylor Swift concert, they're the same bands that Taylor Swift had at her concert. And everyone's go-off to the music in tandem. So, like, for example, if maybe it looked like the room was getting quiet, the DJ could make all of the bands green and say, like, green means go, like, everyone on the dance floor. Or he can set different effects and have them like wave across the room and do all this awesome stuff. So I really think that was really cool and helping everyone kind of be incorporated. And it was also a really special effect for the whole wedding.
1: That's neat. Was it included in the cost of the DJ or an extra charge?
0: Nope, it was an extra charge. So actually, we went ahead and just bought the wristbands. And it was actually something that a fellow Disney bride had in her wedding and I immediately reached out to her and said, where did you get these? So it's from a company called Pixma that I literally just Googled from because they they worked with Taylor Swift at her concert. I just paid the cost of the wristbands and really I just cleared it with my Disney wedding planner ahead of time to make sure it was okay to bring in and communicated with the DJ to make sure that he was okay with using them our DJ was Charles Miles through Disney. And he was so excited. He had had some experience with them. And what actually we did is we ended up sending the wristbands to him ahead of time so that he can really get a sense and play with everything. And he really just controlled them from an app on his phone. So there was no extra charge from Disney. The DJ didn't charge us any extra. We just had to pay for the cost of the wristbands.
1: Okay, that's a really great tip.
0: It was awesome. And it was such a great, it was also a favor for our guests. So it was something that was really cool. Like if people are thinking about a favor, we wanted something that would be, I don't know, still be incorporated into the night and be like an entertainment thing as well. And it 100% was. Oh, that's interesting. Can they wear it? Like if they
1: go to a Taylor Swift concert, can they wear it?
0: Yeah, actually. So they can actually, after the wedding, download the app from the company. And if they still wanted to like sync it to their own phone, so it picked up music, they still could. They worked independently as well. And there was a battery in them. So if they wanted to change the battery and still use them after the wedding, they can absolutely do that.
1: Interesting. That's a great idea. So we've touched a bit already on some of the more important aspects of your wedding, like entertainment. Were there other aspects where you focused your budget and your attention?
0: Yeah, I think that we focused a lot of the budget on some of the little extras. We really, on food, I think is where we, I don't want to say that we cut back, but we were a little bit more cognizant. For example, we decided to go ahead and cut a salad from our wedding. Instead of having a three-course meal, we just did an appetizer, uh, the main entree, and just cake. So we actually um, ended up working that out with Disney where we were able to cut the salad because, again, at that point of the night, we kind of make sure that people weren't hungry. So we decided to do like a little pasta instead, and that ended up saving us money by being able to cut the salad, which really helped. I, I think what came out as the most expensive was probably floral, even though I feel like we didn't go too over the top. It just... It always gets expensive and flowers add up. And really just, you know, the venue and the food were probably the the more expensive. We did do upgraded bar packages. So I don't think it was just one thing. We just, we were choosy about what we wanted to do. The only other thing that we didn't do as grand, I should say, and I feel like I don't even want to say that word because I feel like my wedding was grand and perfect, (laughs) was that we didn't go crazy on our cake. We really did a basic cake. That was where we, we cut things back as well.
1: Interesting, and so can you share with my listeners what your menu was because it sounds like it was a hit, and yet it was also economical.
0: It was so. It was penny all vodka for our first appetizer, um, which was delicious, and everyone loved it. And I, I that's all. Aaron, my husband, and I really ate was the pasta. We were so hungry, and we just kind of shoved the pasta in our face and just wanted to dance. So it was delicious. And then we did the um, duo plate of chicken and filet, and that was with the demi-merlot glaze on the beef. And then there was a potato in the middle of it. It was the gruyere potato pavé. And then for dessert, we just had the red velvet cake and really didn't do any extras because Disney's wedding cake is so delicious. And really, I had a lot of people just say that the cake was amazing and they didn't even feel like they needed a dessert. So um, that's what we decided to go with. And again, it was because we just felt we should give people some pasta, some carbs instead of some salad, (laughs) just because it was so late and we wanted to make sure that everyone didn't go hungry.
1: That's a great tip. Yeah. Yeah. So what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
0: I think it was, and I don't know, I don't think that it was, after our ceremony, I think that we had a a couple of minutes to kind of regroup ourselves, we being my, my new husband and I at the time, we just had a moment to really, everything to sink in and just be like, oh my gosh, we really just did get married, and it was a very special and emotional moment for the both of us, where we just had that first moment alone, and could really take everything in and that everything was happening and it's everyone always says things go by so fast and you hear the same advice over and over but that memory of just that that couple minutes with him is was probably more meaningful for me than anything else that went on the whole day honestly and then the only other thing that I was so cool is that when you have your wedding in the park you know they, they walk you in with um, a media guide and you have all these people who are in the happiest place on earth and are just so excited to you and are just cheering you on and screaming congratulations. And I've never felt like a like a celebrity before, but for that five minutes when everyone is just so excited for you and so supportive, there is just nothing more so cliche. There's nothing more magical. And it was just so perfect. And we both just loved it.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah. On the flip side, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
0: Very minor things. Like, for example, we did transportation is a, a huge thing when you have, you know, when you're going into the park and you have 100 plus people. So for us, the only thing that did happen is one of our limos that actually had my dad in it with, with some of my family members, the limo driver got lost backstage. So my dad ended up missing like half of the cocktail hour. We got there at the same time as him as we had finished our pictures. So that was a little bit of a snafu, but it wasn't anything major. Like, again, I just think everyone needs to understand that there's going to be minor things that are going to happen. Disney was amazing about it. They were extremely accommodating. Like immediately they were like, we're taking this limo off. We're refunding it. We're so sorry. We don't know what happened, but we're going to fix it next time. And I feel like that's really all they can do and all you can expect for them in that moment. You know, didn't ruin anyone's time. You know, they made sure that, you know, as soon as like since he was running late, they had food and drinks and everything ready for him so he could still enjoy himself. So that was really the only thing that was a little bit of a snafu. The only other thing that I can say is that we were waiting. We had a really poor forecast for our day and weather forecast. And we really, the cocktail hour with the fireworks was probably the most important thing for me that I wanted my guests to experience. I thought it was going to take it to that level that I really wanted it to be. And um, they they did clear the rain, um, or the, the rain cleared. I mean, Disney can do a lot, but they can't control the weather. <laughs> um, and they, you know, they told me as of 5 o'clock that we're looking good. And, I mean, when I say that the rain just missed us and held out, we got so lucky so that was the only other thing that was kind of stressing us out all day. But again, you just kind of have to say, you know, I can't control this. It's still going to be amazing and try to go on with your day.
1: Yeah, definitely. Was there any aspect of the wedding that seemed like a big deal beforehand or maybe you were worried about and then it turned out not to be?
0: Yeah, so the transportation, I was worried about how people were going to feel about getting on huge buses, getting off buses. And then um, originally when we had, were looking at the, at the venues – we wanted to do Italy, Isola, and then American Adventure because they are so close together from a walking standpoint, but it's not very inconvenient at all. However, it was booked for our night um, that we needed to do, so we actually, our other option was France Lower, which is a little bit of a longer walk. It's about maybe seven to ten minute walk. You have to go through kind of three countries, so I was really worried that people were going to think that the walk was too long, that the transportation was annoying, but our guests loved it. they the same as me. They felt like celebrities walking through the park, like they were VIPs. No one really bothered them. Everyone I talked to when I was like, oh, did you, did you realize that you had a walk? Nobody knew. No one even knew that they even had a walk. They just thought like, oh, we're looking around the park and we're looking around the countries and it was not an issue for anybody. So that was really good.
1: Okay. That's really good to hear.
0: Yeah. We, they handled it so well because I was worried, you know, the, at that point in time, illumination is ending so we were worried that you know you're walking against the grain with, with the whole crowd coming out and really you know everyone kind of stayed to the left the wedding party was all on the right the media guides did a great job of just making sure that they were getting everyone through where they needed to be and there were there were zero issues
1: that's so good yeah is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now
0: I would have tried to stress less and just know that some of it's out of my control and to kind of just, you know, let it go. No pun intended. But, you know, really otherwise, I am the most A-type bride you probably could have come across. Bless my planner's heart. So I feel like I had a really good handle. I've been to Disney so much that I really kind of knew, you know, where everything was staged. I knew where everything had to be. So I really think that the amount of preparation that you can put in ahead of the day of is just going to help any bride not have to be stressed out the day of. So everything was in envelopes. Everything was color-coordinated. You know, my, my maid my of honor had a, her whole list of what to delegate and what to do. I gave up my phone for the day so that I could just enjoy the day and had everyone call alternate phones. So I just really think that's so important for people to do. Just make be as prepared as you can ahead of time so that you can really enjoy it without being disappointed.
1: That's great advice. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time to share the story of your day. I think it's been really instructive for anyone considering the American Adventure or the Wedding Pavilion. They're wondering about how long it takes to plan this or what kinds of things they can do to save money. And I really appreciate your taking the time.
0: No problem. Thank you so much.
1: That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info@disneyweddingpodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp or in print at Passporter.com and Amazon.com.